Hello, Luis. Hello, Tiago. So, the thing that I wanted to discuss with you this week is uh, about you have this ongoing app on the App Store. And how do you divide the, the work that you do? Because there are different things as, that you have to do as an indie developer, from marketing, uh, design, uh, improving, making new features, improving the current features. So I'm curious to know, like, how do you divide your time? And how do you know, how do you prioritize the work that you have to do? Okay, this, this is really interesting. Um, I think the last thing that you just uh, said there about prioritization is probably the most important thing and will be the theme of like at least my techniques for doing this. And um, so, so what I have, I'm, I'm not an indie developer per se. I'm like, I uh, work for a startup where there is like 10 full-time employees, but I'm the only tech employee. So I am in charge of an iOS and Android app. Um, and then on top of that, we have the whole back end and then like various like scripts that we run outside of that to make the whole business more efficient. Um, I found a big thing for me um, is prioritization of customer features. So I have two types of features that I build. I build features that a customer like benefits from, which are in like 95% of the time are things in the app and I build features that the company benefit from in terms of efficiency. So there is a lot more of a pull for company features. I have fellow employees asking, and this happens all the time, like, yeah. can we have this? This is a better method for this. This is like something that they'd like to see in the app. And they're, they're the more pressing calls. They're the urgent calls because there is a face behind that request. Whereas the big thing I have to do is prioritize the features for the customer, the customer who I try and connect with as much as possible. But like with, with app development, you're developing something for someone that uses it in a different location from you and like prioritizing their needs over prioritizing needs that are pressing them from someone in the same area as you is is difficult but that for me is the biggest part okay so you are let's say more on the technical role than uh, the other roles for example do, do you work also on the design of the application or the business yeah yeah strategy uh, of the application you also work on that part or more on the you no focus no it's focus on the technical it's a complete uh it's the technical side of both the ios and android apps but also completely the design side and also how this app fits into our business. Okay. And it's like a, it's a very like generalized role and there's, you have to do a lot of things in like different areas, like marketing compared to like understanding like the design of data in a database is like crazy different worlds. Yeah. But it's also, that's, I guess, like the startup way, especially if you're, an independent developer on your own completely then like that's your only option okay um so that's that's a big thing i found prioritizing the way to make the customer experience the best even when there's more like there's more calls to make features that are like pressing calls from people that are telling me to make them but i have to put what is the best customer experience okay but let's say in terms for example of percentage how do you divide the work between like maintaining 
the application that you have because it could have like some bugs, it accumulates some technical debt during the course of the time. How do you balance like working on that part versus like building new features or responding to business changes? Absolutely. Um, so so we um, like this in a typical week, let's say. Okay. How much time do you spend in each particular part of the app? I could actually um, show you best. So I, uh, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, work in fortnights, roundabout ways. So I build the iOS app for a fortnight. And I'd say from the most recent fortnight that I've done, which was on uh, iOS. Sorry, maybe for non-speakers, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. what is a fortnight? A fortnight is two weeks. Is two weeks, two weeks. yes. Okay. Um, so, so in two-week cycles... And in that two-week cycle, I'd say the first three days were um, getting rid of bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they were bugs actually not in the customer app, but in an app that I built for um, the business to run more efficiently. Okay. And then after that, it was uh, features. But what I found is while I'm building features, I am very aware of refactoring the code base that I'd already made. Like okay. I, and this is something that I have also mentioned on the podcast. I have built this app over my whole professional iOS career, which has been a year and three months. And in that time, my like my programming skills have changed dramatically. And I look back at code that I wrote a year ago and it's very different from what I do now, which is completely understandable. And so I'm refactoring always, like always doing things that are good design that I know now, but a year ago I did not. Okay. And uh, what are your strategies to balance that? Because we could always improve the design of our applications, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make it more testable, more reliable. But on the end of the day, it's a pragmatic also you need to take a pragmatist approach because if you are only improving the internal quality and you don't improve the external quality, like what your customer sees versus <laughs> how the app runs or how it affects the developer productivity, how do you balance that? Uh, so, things? so it's, it's definitely like a, a balancing act. I can tell you a year ago, the balance was 100% to new features and 0% to any idea about designing good code that's maintainable for the future. Um, Now that's shifted a lot. I'd still say that in the nature of the business that we have, we are trying to build something quick. We have have competitors and we have features that we want to put out there. We're also very much trying to build a good quality thing and we know that speed now if speed now means that in six months time we're completely at a halt Mm. then that's terrible and completely the wrong thing to be doing so the balance i could i couldn't put a percentage on it but i know every uh, two-week cycle there is a list of features that I think definitely have to happen. And including on that, there's a list of refactorings that definitely happen to ha- have to happen in some cases. Yeah. And then there's a lot of maybes. And I always complete the definitely have to happen. And that's probably 75% of the work. And then everything after that is a balance of, oh, this feature's nice compared to, oh, this is something that really needs to be re- refactored for the future. Oh, interesting. Uh, you are definitely in a different position because 
your technical choices they need to be confirmed by someone or validated by someone you know in the sense that it's not that you decide okay i will refactor this for two days and i will not deliver any features or do you have to justify it saying okay now we really need to refactor this part before we introduce this feature and people like accept that decision or you get uh, i don't know no no so i so i have I guess you should think of it as like I'm an indie developer that is like happens to have a company that also does stuff <laughs> in that sense that like uh, I have the complete responsibility when it comes to deciding what to do just because I'm the only technical person in the mm-hmm. team, um, which is good and bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so maybe I can tell you about the strategy that I'm trying that I thought about and I was I was going to try to implement it still like an an experiment I will yeah. run I don't know for two or three weeks and then see the results but my idea was there are different things um, different areas that you can work on an app and I tried to divide that like in the core of what is a software product yeah. uh, so my idea was to have these these areas um, I define the business uh, strategy, so everything that includes, like, let's say, planning, uh, making changes in the business model, everything that regards business and strategy, like short, long-term visions, these kinds of things. Then marketing, everything that is customer, uh, that attracts more customers, that communicates better what the product does. That is the second area. Then the third one, uh, I name it like uh, core experience, like making what your app does currently better. Yeah. Okay. And then um, new features, new features that could be added to your application that may or may not add value to the product. So there are uncertainties. Maybe launching the application a new platform for example, in your, your case, you have Android and uh, iOS, but you have also web. No, uh, no. We... Yeah, that could enter in, for example, that category. New features. And then there was a fifth one that I don't remember. Oh, yeah. The ah, ah, <laughs> technical depth. Technical, ah, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I made a separate technical depth and bugs. So things that, uh, per se, the customer doesn't really care. Doesn't. It's not that it doesn't care because if it has bugs, it's softer, but it can live with it. It's not like... Yeah. And things that... Okay, I, f- I feel in my opinion that if they are not addressed at a specific point, if you don't allocate some time, they will never get solved. So I divided these five areas and my idea was to work one day um, in each one of these Ooh. areas. So... Each week, I improved like the product in each of these five areas by something percent. And the idea is to do, at the end of each week, I ship a new version of the application, of the software, and I keep on iterating in this way. I don't know. No, I, I like do, it. What do, uh, what do you think? It makes sense? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's just, do they do those areas have equal weight and then, then, then that's the question that you've got to do but it's it's i i really like that because it's um 
it's a way to kind of not just to structure your week mm. in the same way I do the two week cycles a big part of that is like to structure it and also to know when your release is and then you release yeah um I, I I think it's it's really cool. I do know there's sometimes where I, for for me I like to work in longer blocks than a day. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if you ever heard the, like the maximum of like uh what you think you can do in a day is you over, overestimate what you can do in a day mm-hmm. and then you underestimate what you can do in like two weeks or a month. Yeah. And I, and I, I I quite like that idea because. I know personally, if if I had a day to do a feature, I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just probably finish this feature today, mm. and then like in reality, like um, what you need is that focus. Well, what I've found is that focus work for longer. Mm. But but then maybe this is the difference between like the way we've been developing and something that I've learned from you that I should implement more is features don't have to be like a massive week-long block to make them mm-hmm. what actually which i think is like a really good technique you've shown me is make one change and commit it and everything works on that change mm-hmm. and and that idea of that increment is oh yeah you can do a feature in a day because actually you're taking this large feature of like um add this and you've yeah. just found a way that you can make that feature smaller. Okay. Um, and, and and that's what you want because you don't want to like lose motivation when you've done like a day building something and it's maybe half done. Yeah. A lot of the time for me, I just want to get that one thing finished. Yes. Yeah. That is the, the doubts that I have. Like, first of all, can I do some significant work in one day and like... Yeah. make an impact in the business um, because I, I honestly don't know some of course some new features are impossible to build in one day like yeah. for example imagine that I want to port my application to Android that will not take Easy. one day <laughs> but my idea is to at least do I don't know how to explain but like a planning in the beginning of the day and like uh, shorten the, the software yeah. cycle I to like it. one day so you do you start planning the day and in, in the one day is like one iteration over that yeah. particular area of the business, and you include like things that are long term. Like imagine that um, I, I wanted to start working on this Android version, so instead of working all day in the Android version and don't ship anything, I could work like two hours on the Android version, and then one hour in this small feature that is useful to a lot of users. This new feature, like balance in a, in a okay. way that I, I keep on, I, I balance the long and the short term version with the, in one day. But I, I don't know. My, my other strategy was because what, what is the problem that I'm trying to tackle is I like doing technical work. I don't like to do marketing. I don't like to do <laughs> business. Okay, and sometimes like technical depth, you are like yeah. This thing is really bad. You want to make new features. Yeah, I want to make new features. My users keep on asking, please add this. And uh, yeah, it's more shiny. You want to yeah. try the new frameworks, etc. So my idea to tackle this was, or the, this strategy, or another one was each iteration that I will do, like one week, two weeks, 
bring like balanced, uh, uh, like let's say user stories or like tasks from each of these sections and like make a balanced, like you make a balanced diet, let's say, <laughs> with like your proteins, <laughs> vegetables and everything, make like a balanced iteration. I don't know. This, this is my first approach was trying this, but then the second will be that. Because in my, in my experience, sometimes you iterate through the product and one, or you don't ship anything because you are building features that it will be shipped in the next iteration. Or you did so much maintenance work and short-term vision that you cannot build, you are not building the long-term vision. I don't know. What, what, what do you think about that? No, it's, 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 it's good there to address the problem. I, I definitely think this should be something you try to do because it is really cool. Um, you can relate to that. <laughs> no, and as, as you were saying it, I was also thinking, like, how, how could I adapt this in? Because... I, I f it's like the psychological thing of you want the like the the doing something and then the reward of it. Mm, yeah. The and and that's like that's like humans have evolved like that. Like it's like it's harder to do like long term habits because of that. Yeah. And so if you can build that into like a day where it's it's structured like that in like you have the goals and then you achieve it by the end of the day and you have your own mini victory. Mm. Then that's like that is really cool, and I and I yeah I definitely think like I really like the idea. <laughs> I think nice. it's cool. Uh, what I saw some other teams doing in, in the past, but in there they were focused only on the technical part, but they, they would reserve some time during the week to tackle technical depth, or they would like okay each time we pick a new user story, we also then pick a maintenance step task or we we pick like a team improvement task okay in order to balance that because from also in, in a business if you are working on a software team like the business wants like more features or more more, more things of about the yeah about always, the always. <laughs> they are not interested like you need okay we need to migrate to the new version of swift yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> don't care less. Like it doesn't matter to them. Exactly. But from a technical point of view, it matters. So that's how I I took like the idea of, uh, and also from the diet, like when you need to eat and like need to balance everything. I don't know. I don't know if it. Uh, I'm I'm making the experiment. Let's say two three weeks, and then um, try to see. And then we'll do the retrospective and see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How you, you that yeah, I. Yeah. That is the yeah. I I think the the time for technical debt is a is a really interesting thing. So I um I went to America and back, and in the time on the flight, so that's like a thirteen hour flight. And um, when I was on the flight, you're there with a computer, and I was flying like in daytime hours for me, and I just had nothing to do, obviously, besides like the typical things on a flight. Um, and I remember in that time just without internet looking at my code base and being like i can just refactor this especially when like as i was saying like i um like i'm now two years into being fully committed to building apps in and i've got code in my code base that was written one year ago which in the lifetime of me building apps is half a lifetime yeah. ago and in that sense, it's like a very like big shift. And I was going through this code 
which actually is some of the most fundamental code in the project because it's the most important things because I built them first. And I was like completely refactoring it. And things that like, there was things back then that I just was not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think uh, I didn't, I wasn't fully embracing like, like building classes for stuff. I was a lot of time like uh, I'd pass to a function like a, a string string bool and it's like in like a tuple. And it's like, no, that, that should be a struct. That should be an object. It's like, uh, it's, and, and so I was doing these things, which, yeah, when you go back to the business sense, like I, I'm talking to the, the other owners of this business. Like if I told them that, they'd be like, you mean you just spent five hours on this flight doing that when we want like a, a new language in the app or something like that? And they'd be like, what are, what are you doing here? But it, that maintaining the, the health of it is, is obviously very important and, yeah, it's harder to justify technical debt, which is actually why I like I don't talk about technical debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so say like uh, in any like business decision, technical debt isn't is just factored in to the time it'll take me to do something. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the best. Yeah, I, I think like because like, you just don't want to justify like. <laughs> yeah, but I think like the 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 argument is more. More broad is like balancing the short versus the long term. Like things, okay, you could be faster now, but you'll be slower after. Or yeah. you can gain more customers now, but you will lose more after. Like it's a balance between short and long term. And I honestly didn't saw like uh, in my experience like a good balance between this high, uh, <laughs> this long term uh, vision and short term. And uh, what about tracking time? Like, do you track how much hours do you spend on each feature? Do you analyze it after? Do you know, like, okay, uh, I, I estimated this to take me, like, three days, and it t- took two weeks, or this thing seemed really difficult, and I got it done in the morning. Do you usually do this kind of analysis? or So, so not, like, um, specific time tracking, and, mm-hmm. and that's something that we definitely should talk about with what you're doing because I find that very interesting. But I do do um, like the equivalent of the retrospective at the end of the week. Okay. Where, so I I have like a, a personal one every Sunday evening and every Monday morning is a how did last week go? Answering like a certain set of questions and then a how will this week go? And in that time, like I'm not like looking at data and saying this feature this like refactoring took this amount of time mm-hmm. but i i'm going off feeling off instead of off data there and i'm making decisions like oh i spent a lot of time on the admin side of this app the app that the other people in the business use and that isn't that doesn't have the same like a effect on the overall product as if i spent the time doing this and that's and then I make changes based off that. But I've, I've never um, actively tracked time besides doing two weeks on Android and two weeks on iOS. Because there's a complete, there's a really subtle thing in the tracking time there that I am an iOS user. I started building iOS apps. I have always like loved having Apple products and 
I have never had an Android phone as my primary phone ever in my life. But I also have actually more customers on Android than I do on iOS. And I am so tempted because I love, I actually enjoy developing in iOS a lot more. I am so, I'm always have a bias towards making the iOS app better. And because of that internal bias in me, the iOS app for our business is better than the Android app. And that shouldn't be the case. Mm. And it's for that reason, like, uh, as you mentioned before we uh, went on air, I am currently using an Android phone <laughs> because I, I need, I have recognized that bias and need to switch. Yeah, that's a very, very interesting point that relates to what I wanted to ask. Like, how do you prioritize, like you said, there are more Android users than iOS users. So if there is a bug in the Android app and the same bug in the iOS app, Ooh. then the Android should take priority. Ooh. No? <laughs> it would probably be easier to I mean, fix in the iOS app. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but how do you balance that? Because... I have the same problem in my app, so I have the app in three different platforms, and for me it's much easier to iterate on the iOS app yeah. than the TV. But like for stupid things, because the TV I need to run it on a different. It's much easier to run on an iOS device than a TV. Yeah. And how do you fight like this internal bias, and how do you make the choices not based on the technical preferences or? Yeah. Or tastes or everything, but how do you use business metrics to drive what should be priority right now and what should be what should not be priority? So I, I definitely um, I like I have the the internal bias, so that it is a problem. And with more Android users, we're, we're like fifty two percent Android, forty eight iOS. So it's it's. It's not their equal in every sense. Because um, the Android app is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we're actually moving into uh, different countries and the more we grow in Germany, where Germany has a lot more Android users, mm. I'm just like, let's go to America. <laughs> yes. So for that, um, how do I use business metrics with that? I try to treat them equally. Um it's actually something I'm addressing now because I know at the moment they're not equal. Uh, also, like a big part of that was me. I started learning iOS three years ago, got serious as doing it like full time two years ago and have been doing it professionally for like a year and probably three months. I started doing Android a year ago and I've only ever done it half of the time because I've still been building the iOS app. This this app got built as I learned Android, which makes it even more fun to refactor. <laughs> the um and, and so that is makes the bias even stronger. So when I do them, I give them equal time, which you wouldn't expect because from that perspective, you'd think Android deserves more time, and you'd also think that Android I'd say probably takes quite a bit longer to develop for than iOS. Mm. Um, and then that's like a factor of loads of stuff from like the thousands of devices that you can be using, but also like I find the ecosystem harder and um, not harder, but um, there's more options with Android because that's okay. the nature of Android. It's a more open platform 
than like iOS being closed for iOS wanting higher quality. Um, and so uh, for that, you'd think that the two deserve the equal amount of time. But what I do is I develop for iOS first. And when the development's for features, that can make quite a big difference because there is a lot of the business logic that can be the same. And so when I think how this should be built into classes or how the loading should work and when I map it out, all of that time's done in iOS. And the time to do that for Android is quite short because oh, the time, because you've done it once. Yes. And obviously there are things that are specific to Android that you need for Android. There's there's things for Android like Java being different to Swift and the things that go with that. But because you've done it once, it takes less time to do it twice. So doing equal time, you get in iOS, in the time for iOS, you also include a lot of the design of the software. And then Android, you don't have that design of the software, but you have more time for like less proficiency in building Android apps. Okay. And so, so that's how I'd, I'd go there. Um, but th- that's interesting. I'd, I'd get back to, um, oh, and when with metrics for bugs, I um, will look at some, see like is, if it's vital, mm-hmm. like how long this bug will take. And there are bugs that I've left in there because we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, uh, sometimes more than you'd expect because there's like a really bad UI bug that happens at like uh, the oldest, like 4% of Android, which seems kind of crazy, but I was thinking like, it's not that important to me. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that, uh, that's how I do that. But we, we should, before you go into anything, we should speak about your time management and recording of things because I find that quite yes. interesting. Let's see, uh, let's see how it goes the, <laughs> and the experiment. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Ah, yeah, yeah that's perfect.